Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. We're looking at 2 Timothy chapter 1 this morning. Let's have a word of prayer as we start our time. Dear gracious Lord and Father, we thank You so much that You've given us Your Holy Word that speaks into our hearts and lives and, Lord, instructs us on how we should live and guides and directs us throughout all the troubles and the difficulties that we may face. Lord, that we might look to You and find encouragement and that we might follow Your path throughout our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 1. And uh, this morning I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, what's going on in the world today. I, I, as you've probably gotten familiar with how I preach, I don't always preach about topical issues, about things that are happening today because things can change tomorrow. And uh, But I, I think that in the last several months with uh, all the things that are going on and especially now with uh, those things that are happening in the large cities where uh, it just seems like a lot of people are uh, doing things that normally we don't see. And when you turn on the evening news or you turn on the news uh uh, at, at uh, any time of the day or night, you you notice and you see that the news is focused on uh, all kinds of things that are happening, unrest, uh, riots, people looting things. And, and that's not normal. That's not our United States. That's not our country. That's not uh, the people that we know uh, that make up uh, our nation. And it's unusual to see those kind of things because um, most of us don't see those kind of things on a day-to-day basis. Now we've seen. Now there's some in, in uh, the media that are trying to hype this so much and say, "Well, we've never seen anything like this before." Yes, our our, our nation's been through this before, and we've come through it. We've been able to uh, to manage our way through things, and and life uh, has a way a, a lot of times of of circling through, of, of uh, the things that happen in our nation happen again. And we've, uh, even with uh, coronavirus, uh, it wasn't the coronavirus last time, it was the Spanish flu. And, and so, uh, you know, we are experiencing things, but it's not the first time it's ever happened. And there's a lot of folks that that are getting caught up in this, and there are a lot of folks that are allowing uh, these things to to overwhelm them, and it and it creates a spirit that hovers over us. It hovers over every home, and it's a way of uh, that the spirit. Uh, tends to hover over every community and sometimes it expresses itself through sweaty palms and sometimes it expresses itself through uh, irrational uh, um, stomach aches and, and jitters and shaking and, and things like that. And, and let me tell you, I, I've seen my fair share of that this past week. Uh, 
uh, uh, with uh, the events that happened at work. You know, it's it's something that that happens in life from time to time. It can cause a lump to grow in your throat. It can shut down your entire windpipe. It, it can cause you to uh, to have your blood pressure to rise and to and to be uh, unable to to think. And, and it can even cause your blood pressure to rise so much that you can black out from it and faint. If the shock uh, it brings is strong enough, uh, the blood can almost be completely cut off to the brain momentarily, causing uh, us to, to grow shaky and to, and to have irrational movements uh, in the things that we have. And In fact, this mysterious monster can even prove to be fatal. Uh, medical science has even proven uh, that it can cause the cardiovascular muscle to react in such a way that the heart failure is the result of uh, of this uh, this tremendous thing that comes upon us, and it can cause someone to even die. Uh, and that mysterious monster is proven to be uh, a silent, and unseen, and deadly enemy that plays no favorites. It knows no uh, boundaries. It, it it has no friends, it gives no quarter, and it has no mer- uh, mercy. This sinister uh, minister is called fear. And fear can be something that can cause a great tragedy in your life. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't caution you that uh, not all fear is necessarily bad. Indeed, uh, we have some fear that is even prescribed uh, within the Word of God. And In fact, it says um, uh, that uh, Jesus said on one occasion uh, that we are to fear. He says, do not fear those who kill the body, but who cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. That's found in Matthew 10, 28. The Bible also teaches in Proverbs 1, 7, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And there is no such fear that is both healthy and holy than the fear of God. So we need to understand that that we as a people need to, to realize that there's a healthy fear, a fear and a reverence of God, a fear that, that understands and knows uh, the proper fear, but there's another fear that we tend to face from time to time that is unhealthy, it's improper. And Paul is writing to his protege Timothy in First uh, and Second Timothy. Now, uh, Timothy was a missionary that went along with Paul on his missionary journeys and and as Paul was establishing churches in different communities at times he would stay for a period of time and other times he would uh, leave uh, one of his protégés like Timothy behind to help them to establish the church and Paul would move on to another location to begin a church in that environment and so uh, this was one of the uh, the situation with Timothy he was a young man he was he was called by Paul to uh, and the people of that community to to be their pastor their leader and Paul uh, was writing to Timothy because of difficulties and struggles that Timothy was enduring and in uh, 2 Timothy chapter uh, uh, 1 
we see that Paul is trying to encourage Timothy uh, to not be fearful. In verse 6 he says, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us to a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So, uh, Paul is is encouraging Timothy, and before and and before this period, uh, this these two verses. Now that's the meat of what we're going to look at this morning. But uh, in the few verses before that, Paul is is trying to encourage Timothy to remember who he is, to remember uh, the significance of how he was called of God, how he was uh, put into ministry, how God had empowered him and given him uh, power and strength in his life, and and those are important things for us to remember when we're enduring fear in our life to, uh, and we want to uh, to get rid of fear in our life. We, we can't... Uh, fear's not a fun thing, is it? I mean, it, it's not a good thing to, to have uh, a spirit of fear in your life. It can paralyze you. It can cause you to, to, to not do things. It can cause you to do things that you wouldn't normally do. It can cause you to, uh, to make poor judgment in your life. And no one needs to have fear in, in their life uh, when God is a part of their life. We need to understand that God doesn't give us this spirit of fear. It is uh, from the devil, this type of fear. Uh, Paul says to Timothy... He says, uh, verse 6, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God. He says, you need to uh, understand, Timothy, that uh, you need to, to remember uh, what God is doing in your life. And you need to remember uh, the, uh, the significance of what God has do, done for you. And this word remembrance is a Greek word that means to, to call to mind, to recollect, to, to allow God to, to pull from you uh, the, this... Uh, not, it's not just kind of like... Uh, uh, he's not like saying to him, Hey, you remember the other day when we went to the store? He, he's not saying this. He, he's saying, in essence, uh, what Paul is saying is, is that we, when we find ourselves in a place of, of fear, when we find that we're being controlled and ruled by fear in our life, and that's what hap- was happening to Timothy, he was allowing the, this fear of what other people were saying about him. He was fearful about the fact that he was a younger man trying to lead these people in the church. He was fearful about the the discord that was going on within the church and and how he was going to be able to try and pull the people back together to serve God and to and to live for God. Uh, Timothy had all of these questions and all of these doubts in his mind and, and he, he was allowing those fears to paralyze him. And Paul says you don't need to allow those those fears to paralyze you when they come upon your life. They are a destructive thing in your life and they, they can cause you to, to not be useful for God. He says, I put thee in remembrance that, uh, that thou stir up the gift of God. He says, not just to simply recall as you would something that you learned on a test, but he says, I want you to, in essence, to turn back the clock to the time in which you understand and, and, and are able to uh, relive the experience of God's uh, presence in your life. And that word, the stir up of... Uh, that he says in verse 6, he says, not, uh, that you remember 
that thou stir up the gift of God. Uh, this stirring up that Paul is telling uh, Timothy to do is something that we could really use in our church today and, and in churches throughout our nation is is that it's the idea of like when you go uh, on a camping trip remember uh, uh, remember buddy when we, we took the youngins out to the camp and we had that big fire that we uh, built beside the uh, the campgrounds there and, and we went out there and we uh, roasted marshmallows and had a good time and we sat around that warm fire and it, it, it really uh, uh, threw off all that nice heat uh, in all of that cold weather and we had a good time with those youngins and but when a fire starts to die down there's something you do uh, from time to time now we didn't have to with that one because it was such a good fire but uh, but at times when you go camping and I've been camping quite a bit as a young person uh, you could if you don't put out a fire completely you can stir up the coals you can stir, uh, take a stick and you can begin to, to stir the coals and it begins to allow uh, oxygen to come in there and it allows uh, more things that are uh, that haven't been burning to start burning and, the, and the, the embers that are in there to be rekindled. And that's what he's saying to Timothy. He says you need to rekindle the fire that God placed into your heart and life. When you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart and life, uh, God set a fire within you and he put the fire of the Holy Spirit in your heart and life. And, and Paul is saying to us this morning, we need to rekindle the fire of God. Allow the fire of God to be stirred up in your life and allow uh, uh, a remembrance of what God put into your heart and life. And that's what we need. We don't need to be people of timidity. We don't need to be people of fear. We need to allow the Spirit of God to come forth. <coughs> and allow uh, God's Spirit to control our lives and to direct our lives, not our fears, not our, our, our concerns about this and that and the other. We don't need to be worried about what uh, the world can do to us or what some virus can do to us. We need to be people of action and of service to God and allow the Spirit of God to lead and direct us. And God, uh, God is telling us that we need to stir that fire up within us. Stir the presence of the Holy Spirit within us and allow the fire that's there, the fire that's been there, the fire that hasn't gone out, to be rekindled and to burn afresh and to burn with, uh, with a bright fire that reaches out into our communities and, and gives hope and encouragement to those who are in, in fear. Hope and encouragement to those who are in darkness. Hope and encouragement to those who are worried about what tomorrow is going to bring and allow the fire of God to burn within them as well as they accept Jesus Christ into their heart and life and allow the Spirit of God to move them and to spread the Word of God like a wildfire across this nation once again. Amen. We need to allow God to stir up the fire within us and to stir the fire of His Spirit within us. He says, remember the fire that God put in your heart and the gift of God. Look, this, is, this gift of God that word is important there. Circle that word gift. What God has put in you and what God has given you is an unmerited, unwarranted gift of God. He's talking about salvation there. He's talking about what God did to you through His mercy and through His love. How can we possibly sit aside and watch people drowning and dying and going to a sinner's hell while we have the gift of God that has been mercifully given to us? Who are we to decide that that person isn't going to hear the gospel because I'm too scared to stand up and to say a word. 
It's like seeing someone in one of these riots being beat up and you're just standing there watching everybody else doing things and you don't stand up and say, hey, wait a minute, you need to stop what you're doing. You need to stop beating on that man. <coughs> no anger, no discouragement, nothing in your life is worth taking his life when he didn't do anything for you. You need to stand up and you need to say, God is loving you and God is there for you and we need to stand up and be bold and be powerful in the name of Jesus Christ and allow the Word of God to come forth from us so that people hear the Word of God and people hear the message of God and they too can have the gift of God that is living living in you. Amen. Well, that's what Paul reminds him of as well. He says, not only do you have this gift, that gift of salvation, he says, remember and stir up and rekindle the Spirit of God. Rekindle the gift of God that is in you. He says, I put it into your life. He says, I know it's there. Because I put it into your life by the laying on of hands. He says, I commissioned you. I gave you that Spirit of God by laying on of hands. <coughs> Verse 7 says, here's what God gave him. He says, for God has not given you a spirit of fear. God's not given you fear in your life. What have you got? If you don't have fear, there's got to be something there. God doesn't want the fear that you have seen in this world of the things that you see that are going on in your world. He says you need to understand there is a, another spirit that lives in you. A spirit of love. A spirit of love. Now I've told you about love and we talked about the uh, fruits of the Spirit on Wednesday nights and we've, and we've had that wonderful discussion about the different fruits and, and this is that word agape here. This is a godly love. He says, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love. Of love. This is a godly love, agape love. Uh, and remember what I said about agape love? This is a love that, that is unconditional. It's not about uh, whether or not <coughs> somebody has done something for you. It's not whether or not they're deserving of that love. It's not whether or not that person should have that love because they've been nice to you or kind to you or gentle with you. This is the kind of love that says, I want to love you even when you're ugly to me, even when you're nasty to me, even when you're mean to me, when you do bad things to me, when you oppress me, when you hold me down, I'm still going to love you. He says, this is the kind of love that says you, you can hit me, you can beat me, but I'm going to look at you and I'm going to say I love you. I love you in the love of God. And Paul says, that is the kind of spirit you need to have within you. The spirit of the power of God that needs to come over you is a spirit of love. A love that loves others when they, uh, when they do bad things. Of loving people when they abuse you and despitefully use you. A love that exceeds understanding of man because it's not a, a man-made love. It's not a phileo love that's between two brothers or two, two uh, friends. It's an agape love. <coughs> he says also, not only do you need to have 
a spirit of power and a spirit of love, but of a sound mind. A sound mind, a, a reasoning mind. That word sound there is, is all about having a reasoning mind, a, a calculating mind. It's not sound-worthy like a boat would be sound-worthy. What this uh, word sound here is referring to is, is a mind that is uh, predetermined, a mind that is, that is determined to be this way, a, a mind that has reasoned through the situation. You want to know how you can make the right decision when something happens in your life. I've had people to say to me, uh, Brother Carl, how can you react to people a certain way when they are ugly to you, when they're mean to you, when, when they do stuff that is not right? You know, that's when the world is testing you to see what kind of person you are, whether or not Jesus Christ lives within your heart. How can you, how can you be kind to someone that spits in your face? How can you be kind to someone who is ugly? How can you... Do those things when Corey Ten Boone, who who uh, uh, went through the German concentration camps, when she experienced all of that death and destruction at the hands of the Nazi Germans, and and how she saw family members who were taken away and and uh, uh, exterminated simply because they were born Jewish, and when she saw uh, German soldiers who uh, later in life who had been a part of that process and, and how, how uh, people said, how can you love a man like that who did that kind of thing to you? She says, it's not me, it's Jesus. It's Jesus in me. You have to determine within your heart. You have to have a sound mind to determine how you will respond to things when things happen, how you will respond to certain circumstances. You need to determine uh, right now and right here how you are going to react if something happens to you in a certain way because of how Jesus has given you life and how Jesus has given you hope, how Jesus has given you peace within your heart and love. <coughs> Excuse me. So we need, as the people of God, not to be controlled by fear, but allow God's love, allow the power of God in His Spirit. That word power there in Greek is dunamos. It's the same word that we have today for dynamite. Comes from the Greek word dunamis. That word there, we have an explosive power and the power of the Spirit of God to overcome fear within our life, to allow the love of God to rule within us, and to allow a sound mind, a mind that is centered upon Jesus Christ, a mind and a heart that is centered upon the love of God in our life to control us and to keep us from being people of fear to being people of God, to being a child of God. Do you want to be a person of fear? Do you want to allow fear to control your life? Or do you want to allow Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, that He has implanted in you, 
to control your life. It's this kind of faith in Jesus Christ. This kind of of attitude that Paul speaks about that has taken missionaries around the world facing down cannibals and disease and all kinds of of traumatic things and in the midst of war and in the midst of, of tumult and natural disasters. People of God have used this. Used the Spirit of God within them to face those things and to stand in the name of Jesus Christ and to profess the Word of God in a world ruled by chaos and fear. And we need to do the same. We need to do the same in Mitchell County, Georgia, so that people will know that Jesus Christ and the Spirit of God rules within our heart and not fear. Let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that You would give us a spirit of of strength, the Spirit of, of God to control us and to lead us. To lead us into a world in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of, of upheaval, in the midst of fear. To reaching out to people in need of Jesus Christ. And sharing with others about the love of God. To not cower in fear. but to boldly profess the name of God, even in the midst of a world that would seek to beat us down. We stand victorious and in power over fear. We stand in the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.